LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. This is the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast hosted by LifeWay. Ron's mission is to help church leaders become better leaders, and I'm your host, Nate Edmondson. Pops, today we are talking about some non-negotiable values that you have for teams that you lead. Um, Why are values on a team important, first of all? And second of all, uh, are these values that you have just, hey, here's an interesting take on some values, or are you encouraging us to have these, or what's the deal there? Well, I really think it's important for you to have your own. And, you know, just as you, uh, if you've served on a team, you, you you may or you may not have. I think it's important for the team too. What are some shared values that we have uh, for us as a team, as a organization, as a company, as a church? These are just things that we value, and defining those will help better uh, make sure you live them out. And when you don't have them, it causes frustration and chaos, and 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 uh, and and you're just not as effective. So I'll often get asked for values of the teams I lead. I just was, I'm in a new position and uh, in within the first week on the job, somebody asked me this question. They said, so do you have some values that you have for teams you lead? That just exactly what we're going to talk about. And they, they, they ask it exactly like that. So I think it's important to know yourself well enough that you understand there are certain things that in order for me to be effective as a leader, in order for me to feel like we're being effective as as a team, as an organization, these are just some values that I'm going to have. And when they're not there, I'm going to be frustrated with the team. They're going to be frustrated because I'm frustrated. It just, again, it causes that chaos. So a number of years ago, I just kind of sat down to craft a list of what I call non-negotiable values for teams I lead. And of course, if you know me well enough, there's seven of them. Um, and, you know, I know the calling them non-negotiables sounds offensive because it, you may say, well, I don't want to live with that value. That's not a value for me. And I don't mean it to sound offensive. I simply have learned that these are characteristics I almost have to have in people I'm going to work with in order for us to get along and work well together long term. Doesn't mean there aren't some negotiations in of them and how they're implemented, but the value has to be realized or I'm just not going to be as effective as a leader. So seven non-negotiable values for teams I lead. Makes sense. Give us the first one. So the first one is responsiveness. Uh, It is a personal value for me. You may even call it a pet peeve that it's imperative for people around me to respond in a timely manner. That's respond to me. That's respond to uh, if you're in business world, you'd say your customer in the church would be your church members or the people asking questions about the church church attendees. Um, It's just important to answer someone. If they have a question, answer them. If they send you an email, answer them. If they send you a text, answer them. People deserve an answer, even if the answer is, I don't know, or I'll get you to someone who does know. Uh, now, I realize this one is somewhat generational, uh, it, you know, it, and, and I would not at all, I'm not implying at all that you can't shut your phone off on Saturday or that you have to reply if you're 
if if I send you a text on Saturday morning, it has to be answered Saturday afternoon. I don't mean that at all. Um, wait and answer it Monday. Be reasonable. A lot of those are on my expectation as well. But in a reasonable time, give people an answer. At least answer the question at some point. And um, uh, and I almost never use them, but but away messages on an email could be helpful. Hey, I'm out of the office. I'll get back to you as soon as I return. At least people know what's out there. One of the things that um, my my wife Cheryl is is really. Uh, and she has to work on it, but she'll send a gift. And if she doesn't hear from them, she's, did they get it? I wonder if they got that or not. I wonder if they, and eliminate that tension by simply acknowledging being responsive. That's just, I think, that's, so that's a value of mine. The second one is this honesty and openness, honesty and openness. And Nate, you've served on my teams. You've um, uh, and you know me well enough. You feel free to push back on any of these and tell me where I'm wrong. I, I may, in the future, when I share these with staff members, I may put responsiveness down at the bottom after they learn some of the others. But um, uh, but honesty and openness is very important. Here's the thing: teams are built on trust. You can't have trust without honesty. And um, and therefore, in my opinion, without honesty, it's just a group of people, but it's not a team. It's been said that honesty isn't saying everything you think. Instead, it's being honest in everything you say. And I agree with that. Uh, we can work through almost any issue if we approach it honestly and, and openly. Um, the, the fact is, I don't like hidden issues or, or suppressed opinions. If you feel strongly about it, if it's bothering you greatly, let's talk about it. I always tell our teams, look, if 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 you're not talking about it, I'm going to assume everything's OK. And, you know, drama destroys a team. Gossip is a sign of immaturity. Uh, I've got little time for either of those. So. If it's important to you, if it's important to the team, if I'm not seeing it, if I'm clueless to it, let's just talk about it. Let's certainly not talk about it behind other people's backs. Let's get in a room. Let's address it. Let's put it on the table. The third value is respect. Respect. Uh, It's a personal value for me that mutual respect exists on the team. Everyone, regardless of their position, deserves respect. Uh, it's it's important that the leader res- receive respect from the team, but it's equally important that the leader respect everyone on the team. Uh, so respect is a is a value. The fourth one is resolved conflict. Resolved conflict. You know, unresolved conflict is a cancer to the health of any team. When there are two people who have an issue that isn't resolved, it begins, people begin to choose sides, grudges are developed, uh, and, and sitting on a team is a time bomb that starts clicking. Um, passive aggression drives me nuts, and I've encountered it in so many churches, you have as well. But um, so I want resolved 
conflict. Just as any family needs to, healthy teams need to address the issues of concern between people and work towards a healthy resolution if possible. And when it's not possible, as we we saw with Paul and Barnabas, it may be times that you just have to go your separate ways, but you can't let the conflict keep, um, keep dividing people on the team. The fifth one is, is this a healthy work ethic, uh, a healthy work ethic. That's pretty simple, but to the best of your ability, realizing the best plans sometimes fail, do what you say you're going to do as best you can when you said you'll do it. Now, I'm I'm a grace guy. I stand lots of grace. And if you come to me and you explain, I'm gonna I'm gonna understand and I'm gonna try to help you through it. And I want to know when you're struggling to get through it. But I also want to know that I can trust people on the team to carry out the the work that they said they were going to do. Um, in fact, if if you Put your your uh, goals and organizations together, uh, goals, not goals and organizations, goals and objectives together on a piece of paper. And we agree on those. I'm going to do everything in my power to help you meet those. But you have to do everything in your power to meet them as well. And and that's so important to me that I'll even let you write them. You know, you get to come up with them. What are you going to accomplish this month or this quarter or this year or whatever? But you but I got to be able to know you're going to work on those. And that leads to the sixth one is a limited need for oversight, a limited need for oversight. I Here's the deal. I can't stand micromanagement of me and I can't stand to micromanage other people. I don't have time. It is disruptive to the system. It is ineffective, unproductive. So. You got to I got to have people around me that are not looking constantly for what do you want me to do next? What do you want me to do next? What do you want me to do next? Now, we'll script some things and create structures and, and, and all that, that that helps people figure out what they're supposed to do. And I try to lot, ask lots of questions to make sure that uh, there, there's clarity and people know what's expected of them. But then don't make me stand over your shoulder to, to get it done. And I think, you know, I, I could be wrong, but I think most people want that for them as well. The last one, these are personal values that I need for to, to lead in a healthy way is participation. And what I mean by that is a personal value for me that everyone on the team feels they play a vital role in completing our vision. I even think that's got a biblical principle to it. Um, we provide ownership or responsibilities regardless of titles. I don't want anyone sitting on the bench thinking they don't have a role to play. We um, uh, we just did uh, this at, at the organization that I have, I'm a part of now, Brentwood Baptist, where we invited some people to come into our meetings that hadn't normally come into our meetings because I wanted to hear from them, such as the facilities people. They're important to me because without – uh, without our facility operating um, the best it can uh, or without rooms set up the way they're supposed to or whatever that is, the ministry doesn't happen the way the way we want it to. So I don't bring them in. Hey, you get a voice in this. You get to hear what's going on. You don't have to hear it from somebody else. Um, as I said in the beginning, these are just simply values I've learned 
Um, hope I don't come across as too much of a tyrant with them. But it's just I've learned that, that um, as easygoing as I am most of the time, if these values aren't in place, I'm not going to be very effective. The teams I lead are not going to be very effective. So what I would ask is, leader, have you thought through the values that are important for you as a team? You probably already know them. You might be calling them, as I did earlier, pet peeves. They're, the, they're just things that really get on your nerves or that when they aren't there, you're, you're, you're not happy with the organization. But I think it's helpful to put those on paper um, and share them with your team. One of the first things I do whenever I go somewhere new is I unpack all seven of these. Hey, if these are in place, man, we're going to have some fun together. But I let people know them. It's that important to my leadership. Have you listened to the new Church's Q&A podcast with Daniel M., Ed Stetzer, and Todd Atkins recently? As a part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network, they've recently covered topics like reopening a multi-site church, fundraising during a pandemic, and leading through change. Just look up New Churches, two words, on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today.